Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart, and today we are talking about the glorious new moon in Aquarius, occurring on the 25th of January, 2020. Our theme today is empowering yourself by breaking the chains of conformity. Welcome back. I've read that conformity is a type of social influencer where a person changes their attitude or behavior in response to group pressure. Depending on the type of behaviors that is elicited will dictate whether conforming in any given situation is appropriate. I'd like to encourage us to review the bad conformity we all fall into that keeps us stuck in a never-ending loop of missed opportunities and denial of what we truly want. Our podcast today is to show you ways to harness your day-to-day activity, identify where you conform in unhealthy ways, and to ride the energy waves of the moon and your cycle to bring everlasting change to your life. With me today is my lovely and loyal friend, Kerry Hurrigan, a lover of the stars and an absolute delight to speak with. Hello, Miss Curry. Hello, Sue. How are you? I'm really well. I'm really well. And I'm excited to hear what you have for us in relation to this new moon in Aquarius. Because Aquarius, although I'm a Scorpio, Aquarius is, I think, my most favorite sign. And do you know why? Because it's your rising sign. Oh, man. <laughs> you re- yes, exactly. It's my rising sign. Over to you, my friend. And um, please tell us about the moon and... Aquarius and all those juicy things. Okay, doke. Well, we have the new moon in Aquarius happening on the 25th or 26th of January, depending on where you live. We still have the Capricorn stellium, and I just thought I'd just quickly mention that because that is going to be with us for quite some time. It's a stellium meaning that there's three or four planets in the same constellation. So currently we have Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter. So Jupiter will only be there for 12 months. But we've also got the Sun that has moved into Aquarius, and that moved in on the 21st of January which is Mm. wonderful for breaking the chains of conformity and empowerment. This is the dawning of the age (laughs) of Aquarius. Mm. (laughs) Going back to old theatre days. (laughs) So we'll start with the moon, and the moon represents inner security. As we all change, we feel the emotional stress that naturally comes to the surface as we make changes for our own personal evolution and development. We find we shed and leave behind old behavioural patterns that no longer serve our development and growth. And to do this, we must face our insecurities. And who wants to do that, really? (laughs) No. Nobody, really, but they are so important. I've come to understand through evolutionary astrology, the moon shows us how to emotionally cope and assimilate a positive way or even positive ways to evolve in the nature of the moment. It can be extremely difficult to embrace change and insecurity and not to react in fear and suppress our emotions. It is challenging to go into the unknown because we're always wanting to go back to the past as this is where we find security or what is familiar. But this is where we grow by confronting that which we feel limits us. Our inner security can only come from within. I cannot stress this enough, how important this is just to realise this. For for listeners, if you only remember this little bit, it will help you enormously. That if we put our security in people or things outside of us, 
and they are taken away or they leave us, we can create a life crisis. And this is usually where people will seek out an astrologer or somebody to help them to try and understand this. So in evolutionary astrology, the moon represents our ego. And we are taught that the soul creates an ego. And this is represented by the moon. I love the look on your face, Sue. You are <laughs> very uh, concentrating on him. <laughs> I am. I love it. I love it. The ego is a necessary facet of consciousness and our self-image. We must have an ego. This is how we interact with each other and experience life in the physical world. If you imagine... If we didn't have an ego, how would we do this podcast? We wouldn't say anything to each other. We'd be so enlightened, there would, it would be not necessary. Uh, so every person that has walked this earth had an ego. And one of the distortions of the new age that we are told to drop our ego, and this is not possible. Even Jesus had an ego. So it is through our ego we develop our soul. The intention is to align the ego with the soul or to have a healthy ego. But we also must look at the distortions of the ego and how we react with unruly behavior because it's never been addressed. We've never been shown how to address it. So it's very important to understand that the moon in our natal chart is our current egocentric structure. And in evolutionary astrology, we learn about the lunar nodes. Now, I've never mentioned this before. I mentioned it for the first time last podcast, but these are really important to understand. So the nodes are the south node and the north node. These are not heavenly bodies, but a position in space. And because evolutionary astrology includes the reincarnation principles, we view the south node as our past egocentric structure and the north node as our future egocentric structure. It's important to mention these because we are constantly oscillating between the two points on a moment-to-moment basis. Our natal moon placement is like a bridge between the two so to understand your natal moon's position will not only adapt to change but also to see what's on the placement of the fourth house cusp meaning what zodiac sign is ruling the fourth house because that is how we can cope so the moon also represents our most nurturing parent usually our mother but it can be our father brother sister auntie or it's the most nurturing adult and with this comes the distortion of the moon and it's best described as emotionally self-indulgent remember it's subjective timid wishy-washy overreactive moody indecisive and it can have an unhealthy acute sensitivity with unhealthy emotional reactions irrationality can ensue So in saying that, I also mentioned the distortion of the moon. And this is best described as emotionally self-indulgent, timid, wishy-washy, overreactive, moody, indecisive, and an unhealthy acute sensitivity. So when unhealthy emotion reactions occur, irrationality can ensue. Now, if I may be so bold, Sue, on the website we have at the astrological birth chart it just deals with the moon's placement in somebody's chart and as i've said the moon is your ego or our self-image and what this report does for those people who want a little bit more information it's relevant to the placement of the moon in your birth chart at the time of your birth for those people who may not be familiar with astrological terms but um, looking at the moon representing the ego helps you understand how you can emotionally nurture yourself and it's 
very, very helpful. And if your behavior is somewhat, I don't know, maybe somebody criticizes you about your behavior and you think, well, I can't help it. That's just how it is. You'll find that it's natural, which is the best part. And Kerry, what about the the moon and the energy around that? Thank you. I'm just ready to move into the new moon now. Okay, so the new moon energy moves outward and it's a yang phase. So it is a brand new evolutionary phase that we move into. It is instinctual, random and spontaneous and it corresponds to the archetype of Aries in the first 30 degrees. You don't have to worry. You don't, don't have to think about that too much. So freedom is crucial as it helps us discover a new purpose as we set seeds for the future. So moving on to the sign of Aquarius itself, Aquarius is a fixed air sign ruled by Uranus in the 11th house. And Aquarius focuses on the greater good, the earth, Mm. the animals, humanity and equality. And that is why we are experiencing a lot of upheaval, a lot of change, because this is where we're moving and the old ways are not going to be able to survive and they won't give in. So this is why there's all these problems. This sign is known as the rebel of the zodiac. When it is not satisfied on how things are, it will instigate change with its brilliant ideas and thoughts. Individuals who have the sun, moon, rising sign, which we'll get to you, and many planets in the 11th house, they don't like it at all to be one of the mob. They believe they are different to everyone else because they are. Aquarians are very friendly and helpful. However, they can sometimes be very detached and aloof, and that prevents others from getting close to them, and it can frustrate relationships. And people don't understand. They might say, oh, you know, they don't have any feeling. They never respond. And it's not that they don't respond. It's just that they're detached. Aquarians can be too objective at times, looking only at the big picture. And in previous podcasts before, I've mentioned that they look from above. They view Mm. things from on high. And they can... Can really come up with some wild and big ideas the menstrual cycle and astrology for example <laughs> that can be absolutely brilliant unique but they need to come down to earth to look more at the details to keep them on their quest mm. sue hart aquarius <laughs> rising <laughs> with a scorpio sun and a libran moon yes So Aquarius loves to break the barriers, to rebel, to feel totally liberated as it can push us to take risks. As we all have Aquarius somewhere, when it is activated, it allows us to add some spice and pizzazz to our life to get us out of our comfort zone. Don't be afraid to burst out of limiting ways. Aquarius will give you the permission to be totally different and inventive. So I'll move on into the new moon Mm. in Aquarius, shall I? Thank you. Okay, so during this time, we are drawn to look at new ideas and solutions at doing something different and challenging. This is the time you can be totally different, break out, go wild, get out of the rut of your normal routine. You could even find yourself in a situation where being different or even rebellious will be an asset as you will feel totally liberated. And I can speak from experience when you don't have that fear to stand alone (laughs) and you have people saying things to you, it is, you, you feel like you could leap a 
building in a single bound. You know, just like Superman. This is an ideal time for you to be with friends and professional contacts to seek out new information, opinions and possibilities to look at how you can intertwine these in your approach to life. You can focus on new ideas and let your creative juices flow. It's amazing what people will come up with. Even if you have a problem and you are trying to think of a way to solve that problem, if you can relax your mind, meditation, I must mention the app at this point because there's some great meditations on there, but you relax your mind, you will be I mean, you'll be amazed at an idea that you'll that you'll come up with. Mm. This is an experimental time of loving freedom, being creative, breaking free and embarking on your dream adventures for the future. So the Aquarius new moon will dare you to break out of traditional routines which keep you deeply stuck in old patterns. That's why we need to smash these ways because... If we keep stuck, nothing changes. Mm. We don't discover anything new. So it is rebellious. I think I must love that word because I've said it several times so far. And it motivates us to become more enlightened, compassionate, to love all living things, including our enemies, which that's a big ask, I can tell you. So as we share the tragedies that happen in our world, we create a cohesiveness that connects us all. And that's one of the beautiful things about this. It brings us closest together as one human family, including our animal friends. And that's all I have to say at this point in time. So let's move on to how this new moon in Aquarius coincides with your cycle. So week one. Some women find emotional relief during the first week of their cycle due to the rising levels of estrogen and some of the tension they felt last week has been and is being released. However, bodily feelings of cramps and anxiety could still arise. As I mentioned, the good news is estrogen is on the rise and continues to rise until day 14. One way to combat anxiety is to cry. I've paused for a reason, Kelly. (laughs) I'm not going to cry. I have cried a lot in over the last couple of years. Crying releases dopamine onto the cheeks. Isn't that fascinating? Didn't know that. Yeah, and it soothes you, enabling a good night's sleep. So we were talking before about certain substances that might give us a good night's sleep. Well, what I'm saying is that crying is a natural substance. So, like, never be afraid or think it's weak to cry. It's like laughter. Our bodies and minds are created in such a way that we have tension um, release valves. So tension relief relief valves are so important. One of them is crying and laughter. Now, I'm not talking about a sob here and there. I mean deep breath cry. Really sobbing, yes. Really releasing the energy energy to the universe. And you you don't even have to know why. Your body will take over and it will begin to release it with crying. And sometimes, um, like when I lost my beautiful um, 13-year-old Marama, um, a dog that I had, her name was Willow, I remember one, one evening I fell to the floor. I just couldn't move. I was so overwhelmed with grief. Um, and you have to understand, you know, listeners, that I don't have any children. So I poured all my motherly sort of love and nurturing into this um, beautiful animal And when she passed, after living a long life of 13 years, which is long for a dog, it just uh, unexpected. It was so bad. Anyway, I cried. I've never cried so much in all my life Mm. to the point where I couldn't breathe. I was going, you know, and and, and my jaw was aching and my ears were aching. 
And but what happened was I just suddenly stopped crying and I breathed and I went, oh, so your body knows when it's time to stop. It gives you the chemicals and the nowhere to, to stop it. So that's what I mean. It's a great release to, to, to carry on. And sometimes too, some women have, have taken like, I don't know, like a pillow and they just, when they're crying, they bash it on something, preferably an inanimate object. <laughs> And they just bash it as well. So that also releases the tension, releases all that pain. And just uh, on that experience, there is a blog which I will that I've written some years back about crying. And I will put that in the show notes as well so you can just link to that and have a bit of a read. There's been some more information that I found out as well, so I'm going to update it. So if you've already read it, then I invite you to come and read it again. Don't conform, I suppose, to this world's ideal of always being happy. We Mm. are emotional creatures and need to support each other during all our emotional phases, including crying. It's a fallacy that you are happy all the time. Happiness is a state of mind. It is not a place of being. Where I think we need to be is a place of contentment. And sometimes things will happen and you'll cry. Sometimes things will happen and you'll laugh. Sometimes things will happen and you'll get angry. But all along it, there is this place of contentment that you can be at. Kaz, what do you reckon? Well. The, do you cry? Some, sometimes we're moved by things that connect us all. You were talking about connectivity. Mm. And compassion connects us all. And clearly the people of the world are gathering together to send their governments a message that we are unhappy about Mm. climate change, we are unhappy about... We're discontent, yes, we are discontented. People treated badly still Mm. in this age. I cannot believe that people are still treated so badly. And women are rising. Young women are just taking this world by storm. And you know who I'm talking about. Oh, Greta. The Greta, yes. yeah. If I may say, the new, I don't know if she's a prime minister or president of Iceland, I think, is a young 34-year-old mm. woman. In fact, I think her cabinet mm. are all young women. Nothing to do about men, mind you. This is not man bashing. Please, please don't think that we're doing that. This is about the matriarchal, the feminine mm. energy, meaning that we come together as community. Mm. We, yes. we have compassion. It's not about segregation, putting walls up or boundaries or anything like that. Crying, as you said, it was part of healing and nourishing yourself. And Aquarius ruled by Uranus is known for its awakening and where you can have an objective point of view. So things in this week, I mean, you really have calmed down now after the prior week. You can take that objective point of view and look at things as a whole instead of the details. Mm. And it's actually a good, I thought, a good week for putting new ideas or projects down on paper that you might have. Yes, that's a good idea. Like a diary, the old diary system. Yes, the diary system. <laughs> uh, so week two, uh, let's just talk about nature for a bit. So nature has designed a woman's body to be at its most desirable this week. The whole reason why women have a cycle is for procreation, having a baby. That's the only reason why we have it is to have a baby. <laughs> That's why when we reach a certain age, like um, the lovely Kerry and I, this shuts down, placing the woman in a state of menopause. It makes perfect sense that your body wants to make itself as attractive as it can to the opposite sex for procreation. I've paused again for a reason, Kez. <laughs> right. 
So for women of same-sex relations who are listening to this podcast, what I just said might be alarming. However, your emotional wisdom will kick in, and I think you understand what I mean in regards to your biological body wanting to seek out sperm. That's what I'm talking about. This has nothing to do with love. It's about the sexual act of procreation, and however that happens is however that happens. But further to my research, the female body is looking for viable sperm to create the best offspring. You don't even know it's happening. It's instinctual. So hormones are changing your body in a minute way. And I would, day by day, by the mm. way, as well. And I would encourage you to mindfully review each day for the changes. Things like your bodily smell changes. Your skin becomes softer and subtle. Your brain is faster. I know. How much more faster can my brain get? But it did. Dare I say smarter and more discerning and you hold yourself a little bit more confidently. This is the power of your hormones and in particular it's the hormone of estrogen. Naturally occurring endorphins will rise during this week alongside estrogen and that will make you feel, your body will feel really nice. So it's a difference between emotion and your feeling so your body will actually feel more contented which will then make you more happy and joyful. So if you are experiencing any need to break the chains of conformity in your life, then this is the week to, to truly address this. You are at your strongest during this week. So Sue, you were talking about how the estrogen levels start to build, which is interesting. It happens on a daily basis, you were saying. Well, the Aquarius, why, why I mention that too is because Aquarian energy is in the element of air which is the mental this is the thoughts so your ability to detach and look at things from a whole is an enormous amount of freedom that comes with that but you can detach from your ideas or projects and even look at those things that aren't serving you anymore because this again is about not conforming or conforming to something else and also that self-nurturing and this is what the moon does that's what I was thinking of this week because this week really is about um, engaging the the brain really Mm. isn't it definitely and estrogen just kicks in overdrive for the brain becomes smarter and that's what this estrogen does so and it only lasts a week i remember (laughs) (laughs) so that leads us to week three this week sees progesterone starting to climb some women experience a sluggish feeling during this week And if this speaks to you, please know that it's perfectly okay. Progesterone is the cause of a lot of binge watching and binge eating due to the cravings it creates. So what I mean by that is that you sit on the couch and you watch one show after the other and you eat snack after snack after snack because you're craving for that. And also because progesterone is a a sedating hormone. Research indicates that women tend to report severe bloating and water retention during this week. So be mindful you eat what you watch. <laughs> I just realised what I said then. And yes, I am dyslexic. I think what I meant to say is so be mindful what you watch. No, no, I just do it again. Be mindful of what you eat and what you watch. Like both things. Is that <laughs> Oh dear, I'm so excited. I don't even know what I'm saying. Just be mindful, my friends. Be mindful. I've recently uh, been reading a book called The Force by Stuart Wilde. It's a 1970s book. 
Um, it's cute. It's wonderful. I think he's a, a playing on the word, you know, the Star Wars. And he mentions as an idea that food, thoughts and colours all have high acid or alkaline content. And we should be always looking to put alkaline content in our bodies. So what is alkaline? Okay, so plants, water, fresh air, walking, fruit, nuts, hugs, sunshine. Consume more of these and less alcohol, dare I say Netflix. <laughs> Bread, dairy, meat, arguments, horror movies, that sort of stuff. Like something that's going to upset you. Yeah, things that disturb the force. Okay. <laughs> you know, isn't that a fascinating read? Mm. It was really interesting. And colours like red and yellow and black, they would be called acidic. And colours such as blue and green and I think purple, they are more alkaline. So when you are feeling in a bad mood, that's why you should probably wear colours that are going to help alkaline your skin or your body, mm. which is the more of the greens and the blues. This week in particular, you really need to look at your food because progesterone does cause expansion in the gut, and especially if you eat bad foods. So this is also a great time to say no to engagements. If you have difficulty saying no to people or like do you conform when all you really want to say is no and you say, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I'll do that. So I'd like to challenge you that during this week, it's going to be even more difficult for you to say um, no to people, but it's going to be so good. You know, it really is if you can just be brave and and kind and say to them, no, I'm not really interested in that. I don't want to do it. And just just do what you want to do. All right. Well, I have a couple of things to address. Oh, I I'm know sorry. you always do. I'm sorry. Are you finished? I should <laughs> ask you. I finished, <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Well. Three things to start with. Well, actually, it's probably more like five things to start with, but anyway. But I'll start with Aquarius rules the ankles, calves, shins, and Achilles. So when you say going for a walk, I mean, it's so enjoyable. Mm. So, Mm. you know, maybe exercise your calves and things like that. So getting out in nature, which is Aquarius's forte or one of them, um, and to give yourself some self-nurturing compassion, so important. And it starts, it sounds so... Oh, I don't know, lame to say it, but it has to start with you. If you are compassionate to yourself and empathetic and Mm. sympathetic to yourself, you will do it to other people. The other thing I wanted to mention is meditation. This would be an ideal time to meditate. Well, any time is an ideal time, but it does certainly calm you down. It does, it has that effect for days you only have to do it once and that's what I've found it can be with you for days but you know if you can do it every day and and we have some great meditations on the app as well uh the other thing is urine test kit that you can get from health shops I know it's something so (laughs) so, out of the blue I know Aquarius there you go the bowel kit is that like the bowel kit over 50 no no this is a (laughs) urine test kit that you can get from health food shops or chemist shops where you're going okay yeah and it's just a you do a little bit of wee Mm -hmm. in a in a little container and you put some this litmus paper in it Mm. it has a scale from zero to 14 and if you the idea is to get under seven and when you're under seven your body's alkaline and there is a doctor and his name escapes me for the moment but he says no disease can live in an alkaline body but do you know how hard it is to wee in a cup like that because i i I thought you were going to say to keep your body alkaline. (laughs) I I did that once at a doctor's and I came back. She said, oh, Sue, 
Oh, so you only need to give a little bit. I filled it right to the top and it's all was all messy and wet. I'm thinking, oh, I had it. I said, you just said, Sue, next time you do it, it's just a little bit. Yes. That's all we need. I went, okay, sorry about that. Going back to how easy it is to have an alkaline body, it is easy. Any change to your diet, you must always seek help first. Well, that's right. It all starts with you mm. all the time. Mm. The other thing I wanted to just to quickly mention something about was you said about saying no. Now this so don't hard. it does, but the first time is the hardest. But you have to take care of yourself first. This is not a selfish thing. This is the most selfless thing you will ever do. So one of the ways you can say no is I always take the Byron Katie's way. If somebody says, Kerry, I want you to do something. <laughs> I can't think of anything that I, I can't really think of anything, but I just say. I want you to come and clean my house. Okay. All right. Well, let's do a role play. Okay, let's do it. All, All right. right. And go. Kerry, how are you going? Listen, before, before you answer that, I really need your help. I'm moving tomorrow and I really need your car and your services. Do you mind just coming over and helping me? I didn't know you were moving house, Sue. Well, that must be something really exciting and actually, no, I can't. Oh. So you might come back with, say, no, no, you don't understand. You don't don't understand, Kerry. I really need you to help me with this. It's really important. So, and you remember you did say like last time, you know, when I helped you, yeah, you would help me, you know, so I'm calling in a favour. Yes, I understand. And I understand you calling in a favour and I understand what... A position this must be in, and I'm sorry, but no. What if I pay you? Again, I can hear how desperate you are, and no, I'm sorry. Do you have a friend who can help me? <laughs> <laughs> but I do like that. So you've each, it each. Um, yes, it acknowledges it. It acknowledges mm. the frustration. It acknowledges everything from your point of view, but no. Mm. Okay. And really, what are you going to think of me? Probably nothing worse than I've thought of, of myself oh, anyway. Easier, you're an ease pushover. I can, I can call upon you yes. anytime. And you must, must put yourself mm. first. Mm. So I think that about does me for mm. that. But that was great um, to do that. I don't think we've ever done a role play before. No, we haven't. And we we could, should do more often. We should. I love it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So week four. May we go into week four? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> this is really... Quite a simple one for me this week, but it's just about P M S. I thought you were doing the urine thing again when you said P. <laughs> P. <laughs> so pack my suitcase, pass my Smarties. For those of you who don't know what a Smarties is, it's a beautiful chocolate covered in crispy candy. Pull my sanity. Premenstrual syndrome, basically. Do you have any other analogies what PMS is? Not better than those okay. ones. Okay. So let's look at the word syndrome. People, I say, I have PMS, I have PMS, but do you know what it really means? So pre-menstrual, menstrual is the blood flow, so it's pre-blood flow syndrome. And a syndrome is a group of symptoms which consistently occur together. So let's look at the symptoms of PMS, shall we? Abdominal bloating, abdominal pain, sore breasts, acne, food cravings, especially sweets, constipation. Diarrhea. I mean, that's a double whammy. Mm. Constipation one day, diarrhea the next, headaches, migraines, sensitivity to light and sound, fatigue, irritability, changes in sleep patterns, anxiety, depression, sadness, emotional outbursts. There's no real research around premenstrual tension. There's a lot of 
personal anecdotal evidence, which is why we have all these um, symptoms that come out. Why does it happen? Why do all these symptoms happen? This is what I want to get across. And is there any way that we can combat it without going on the pill or without having to reach for artificial painkillers? Your body is so powerful that it automatically begins to drop all hormones once it realizes there is no fertilized egg. After the third week, after the progesterone rush, the body indicates to the brain, ah, we're not pregnant. So it has to get rid of the lining because otherwise it's become toxic and you could die. So this is the transitional healing your body is doing to release the unwanted lining. It's a miracle. It's wonderful. Mm. You don't have to do anything about it. You will have to suffer certain things for your body to do that. What you want to do here is not give in to any emotional power. There's enough physical crap going on in your body without engaging in any emotional storyline. So don't enter into a conversation with yourself around how bad you feel as this will amplify everything and it will increase adrenaline because you're going to be anxious over it. And that's why it causes depression and anxiety because you're worrying about the pain. You're worrying about, oh, this is terrible. Oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? So stop talking to yourself about it, which is why we always bang on about meditation. Some women have over-the-counter medications to help handle the symptoms and some women have the pill. And they get no symptoms at all. And some women, like you perhaps, choose not to conform to the normal way, but ride it out. And for many, many reasons, you do that. And one of the reasons why is because you might want to get pregnant. So you don't want to be on the pill or take artificial painkillers if you know, you're trying to have a baby. Another one is that you might be perimenopausal and you really want to be able to manage your symptoms so that you can see whether things are happening are you perimenopausal and why is this happening so coming off the pill a little bit earlier is always good for that a few things you can do to help yourself during this time is to learn to meditate as i mentioned before but drink more water ensure your exercise at whatever capacity you can do ensure your exercise is happening inhale essential oils now i've mm. last year we talked about peppermint and i've just put peppermint on as well because this will instantly uplift your mood instantly and as you rub it in your hands just give yourself a nice big deep breath and then sigh it out it's just amazing you you gave me a whiff of peppermint oil when i came when we yes before we started the yes. blog yes mm, boy that clears everything doesn't it, doesn't it, it? Does. it does it's and refreshing. it sparks mm. like we had you know we had a couple of hours prior to that you know with other different things we were doing and then suddenly it's like ah oh, so these are the natural things and peppermint may not do it for you you might have another fragrance you might have a garden full of flowers that you can just sit in for a little while and just enjoy but that's week four that's you know that's what we have to deal with and but the main message for me is, is that you can enter a space in your mind where you don't concentrate on it, put your mind on other things, and your pain will lessen. Well, thank you, Sue. Uh, what I was thinking about was, you know, what you need in this week, at least with my own personal experience, was emotional freedom. That was my greatest ally, I found. Feelings that range from agitation to torment and anguish can be very acute in this week. Uh, you may feel or have experiences of being fragmented because Aquarius can do that because it smashes the boundaries, everything fragments. So you can have feelings like that. Be aware that this can bring feelings of trauma when you look for security because that's our first thing that we'll do. We'll look for somewhere to find some sort of 
security. And you were saying about feeling vulnerable. I think this week also is where we feel vulnerable. Mm. I can only speak for myself, but I was very defensive when it was happening to me. Anything would trigger me off. So emotions, as you said, are so incredibly powerful. We can have, um, we can, it, it can feel like that trauma and shock, but once calmed down, they can also lead to feelings of liberation and it can also be part of embracing your fears as well. So this might also be an ideal time to look at those fears. And that fear or fears that you have is the doorway to overcoming that fear. And that is the only way you can do that is through that doorway. The other thing is I thought was to engage with nature. And mm. that's what Aquarius is about. It's about mm. nature or community, you know, getting with some people that are of like mind, if it's a special hobby or special uh, interest that you have and be with those people. Cause that is also very helpful. I think that is all I really have to say about that I think it is just such a turbulent week for some women, mm. um, maybe finding different ways that you can look at in regards to your nutrition. And, mm. yeah, definitely it starts with all of that, mm. your emotional and, and physical health. Kerry, mm. it's been a fascinating podcast. I've enjoyed it. I've had a little bit of drama, theatrics. Oh. I've learnt so much. I, we That's always great. do. I find I get so engrossed in what you're saying and I'm thinking, really, this and happens? it's the same every month, but I tell you what, the, <laughs> but the more... But each month the energy is different and yeah. that's what I've, I've really loved anyway. I just wanted to say, Sue, that we don't have children of our own that we can pass we all don't. our experiences on to. I so know. you are like our daughters. Yes. And it's really yeah. lovely to think that mm. we can tell you about our experiences and hopefully give you some wisdom. God knows I'm old enough to give wisdom now, <laughs> but we can pass on some wisdom or mm. some thoughts that you can, that self-nurturing, mm. and we mm. can do that for you. But mm. thanks, Sue. Thanks, so, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. If you have enjoyed our podcast, please share, like, and comment. If you need further resources, go to our website, themooninyou.com or visit one of our social platforms. Leave us a message. We'll definitely reply to you. Our podcasts are designed to inspire you to be the best version of yourself. We love you. Take care. Bye for now.